Welcome to Mindful Movement with Naya, a podcast about all things mind-body connection. I'm Naya Kalmels, nationally certified Pilates teacher, yoga teacher, integrative movement specialist, and owner of Mindful Movement. This podcast is meant to educate, elevate, and inspire anyone interested in feeling and moving better. I'm so glad that you're here. Let's get started. Welcome to Mindful Movement with Naya. I'm Naya Kalmels, and today I'm interviewing Elmo Shropshire, much more popularly known as Dr. Elmo. Dr. Elmo is a retired veterinarian from San Francisco, and he also is the uh, musician who plays Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer. We'll talk more about that soon, but I really want to talk about his running right now. Dr. Elmo is a member of Tamalpa Running Club in Marin County. He is also ranked number one in the world for the mile and 5K. He was the winner of 4x400 Relay in Brazil, representing the United States. He's wearing a shirt sponsored by Nike, and he also somehow finds time to play golf when he's not busy, when he's touring around to nightclubs, um, shelters all over the East Coast, I think is where you're going to be yes, this holiday good. season. Yeah, I celebrate <laughs> the holiday big time back East. I I bet you're a big part of that. <laughs> <laughs> I like to be a little part, any, any part. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Elmo, thank you so much for being on the show today. Great to be here. <laughs> so we yeah. covered a little bit that you are a retired veterinarian, and we'll talk later in the show about how you left that career at 35 to pursue being a musician and also touring, playing mostly holiday songs, um, primarily Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer, which uh, I think, it, what, what year was it that it hit the billboards and became? Uh, I recorded in 79, but it didn't go to number one on billboards chart until 83, because a lot of people didn't like it so much. <laughs> uh, Jane Nelson in San Francisco played it first, and... I just made 500 copies of this little, um, it was just a, just on a lark. I just did it for us. I thought, well, maybe some people from friends of mine will enjoy this and it'll be kind of a gag Christmas gift. So I gave about five copies out and one person took it to the radio station and I was driving to work one day, had no idea that a radio station would ever play it. And Jane Nelson said, we got this song. We played it a little while ago. And everybody called in and said, we hate that song. <laughs> we never want to hear it again. But if we get 50 requests for it, we'll play it again. So pretty soon on my way to work, he got 50 requests. And he starts playing my song. And that's the first time I ever heard myself on the radio. And I thought it'd probably be the last time, too. But Fortunately, it wasn't. <laughs> and it continues to this day. Yes. <laughs> uh, you took up running at 56 years old. I did, yes. Tell us a little bit about what inspired that. Well, I used to have some music parties at my house. And there was a girl who came to the music party. And um, for some reason, she said that she was a runner. And um, she invited me to go for a run with her. And so uh, I said, okay. I mean, she was pretty cute, you know. <laughs> and uh, and I thought, but I knew that she was married. And so I thought, <laughs> you know, she just wants to be friends. So 
So I showed up out on a running path with her. And she said, and I didn't know anything about running. I played tennis, but uh, she said, well, I'm, I'm going to do maybe a 10 to 12 mile run today. And I thought, uh, and so I thought, I'm not going to say anything. I just hope I can run with her. So she takes off maybe at about an eight and a half or nine minute mile pace. And at about a half, half mile, I was exhausted. And I said, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I have to go back. And I thought, that's it. I'm never going to see her again, you know. And I think that at some time, maybe she uh, she asked me again, and I probably ran a mile out and a mile back. And so she and her husband went their separate ways, and we kept running together, and uh, that's how I got into running. And the girl? Yeah, she, I'm, I'm married to her now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that's a great story. It paid yeah, off, apparently. It did. Way to stick with it. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a Washington Street Journal article in which you talk about coaching. And you specifically mentioned Jeff Galloway and how much his coaching helped you with your running. Yes. So aside from chasing after your now wife, how did did coaching help you with your running? Uh, Well, I was really inspired by Jeff Galloway, who I would say wrote the Bible to running. Mm. Like, his first book was the greatest book that's ever been written about running. And over the over the past 30 years now, he has a third edition. But um, but later on, like uh, Jeff used to coach me a little bit. Like I went to his running camp and then everybody was just running as fast as they could all the time. You know? <laughs> oh, that's we not were, the way. <laughs> we were younger then, right? <laughs> I know. But um uh, but over the years, he developed this run, walk, run method where, where like you run for a certain amount of time and then walk and then, and then run again. And so uh, the reason this works is he felt that many injuries was caused. If you run a marathon straight down the road, same muscle, you know, same thing all the time, your muscles get fatigued and get injured. But if you take these short walk breaks, your muscles recover and you don't you don't get many injuries. So the great thing about this method is fewer injuries. And and as you get older, it's really great. It gets you out the door. Like if you think I'm only going to have to run for 15 seconds, you know, <laughs> rather than for 10 miles, you go out the door. So I'm going to have to run for six, 15 seconds and then walk for 15 seconds. And that's sort of the way that came about with Jeff Galloway. I like that piece about motivation, too. That does seem like it's a much more tenable task. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. What else do you do to stay in shape for being a a world master's runner? Uh, I I do a CrossFit workout every Monday with a trainer. I'm sorry. Back up. You do CrossFit? Yes. How how old are you? 87. (laughs) You know, people my age are afraid to do CrossFit because it's so hardcore, right? I have to tell you, (laughs) when I was 75, I started taking CrossFit, the full ones, you know, at the CrossFit gym. My gosh, uh, I'm talking with a legend, everybody. (laughs) I'm talking with a legend. (laughs) (laughs) And when when you take the real CrossFit, you know, they say, don't worry, it's not competitive. Right. They would say, you want to team up with this guy would be some 30 year old guy who's going to lift like 240 pounds. And they'd say, you team up with him, Elmo. So 
I did CrossFit for about a year. And we'd have to do, you know, like 15 burpees and then run 800 meters and come back and do like 10 box jumps. And, and so everybody was ahead of me all the time. So after about a year, I sort of washed out. But I knew it was a good thing. So I hired one of the CrossFit trainers to come and give me a, maybe a, what I say, a, an easier version of CrossFit every Monday. Mm -hmm. And when the CrossFit trainer's there, I do it well. On Wednesday, I still try and do the exercises, but not as much on Friday. Goes down a little bit, but then on Monday, I renew them again. <laughs> That's the best thing about one-to-one -one coaching, right? They'll keep you honest. They get you right. back on track every time. I know. <laughs> Anything else other than CrossFit? Uh, well, I, I do Zumba. And I think like an hour's worth of Zumba is kind of like running a 5K, but it's just a lot more fun. <laughs> and it's great for me. Like when I perform on stage, I can do some of the Zumba moves and you know, I'm sure you impress everybody with that. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I love Zumba. That's great. I'm glad that you're yeah. doing that. Um, I am reading one of your quotes. Yeah. It says, consistent exercise is the only uplifting treatment for aging without a downside. I think this might become one of my favorite quotes. It's yours. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Well, um, I think I think any like like the best drugs. The only drugs I know of that don't have a downside, if you have a bacterial infection and you take antibiotics, they'll, they'll help your body uh, defeat the infection. And then, then you don't take them anymore. Uh, and if you have diabetes, you have to take insulin. You know that. But beyond that, uh, most of the other drugs that you take, especially they like to get you on lifetime drugs you know, for, um, I would say, you know, the drug, the statins you might take if you're, uh, like a good friend of mine was, he was a little younger than me, but we were competitive runners against each other. And the best thing I could say about statins is they slowed him down so I could beat him when he started taking them. <laughs> you're not competitive <laughs> at all, are you? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, at some point, he stopped taking the statins and nothing changed except he got faster. Oh, so, that's a bad side effect. <laughs> yeah, and I think, you know, for, for almost any drug, if you start taking it for a long time, it has a downside. But but you can exercise and pretty much only, you, know, you just get in better shape if you exercise. And if you use something like the Galloway method where you're really working on preventing injury, then there, I agree, there's no downside. As long as you don't get hurt and you keep having fun doing it, yeah. it's all an upside. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I, so you and I have seen each other on the trails and in the Tamalpa running community um, since I was in about high school. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so we've kind of had this little, you know, connection through different people, but I didn't know all that much about all of your achievements. What I really noticed about you was your smile and the light in your eyes and how no matter what was going on, you always seemed to have the time to say hello to everybody on the track, whether they were old friends or a newbie like me that was of a totally different generation and didn't know what I was doing out there. <laughs> or if I would see you on the trails with a hat practically covering my eyes and I could tell that you probably had no idea who I was in that moment, but you always would say hello. You always had something friendly to say. 
And that's really, when I think of you, that's what I think of. I don't even think about grandma got ran over by a reindeer or your elite runner status. What would you say to people if they wanted to kind of find that inner light within them or um, just find that joy that you seem to exude every time I've ever seen you? Well, I um, I was raised on a farm. <laughs> uh, I, I was still on a farm when I was uh, 18 years old. And uh, I was around animals a lot. And so I guess when I went into the real world, uh, you know, away from the animals, even though I still have them, um, I wanted people to like me. And you know, <laughs> it's working. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, and and sometimes I would feel maybe a little insecure because I was such a farmer and maybe away from, uh, you know, a, a big socialized world. And I, I was always trying to think, and I'd try and think of something like if I was with some people that made me feel insecure, I would always, you know, have some little thing that I could think that I could be just as good as them. Like, just an example, I played at the Jingle Ball. That's a that's a big rock concert, but it's at Christmas, so they asked me to play the grandma song, and uh, Gwen Stefani was there, and uh, <laughs> and uh, so. One of the things is they had a, a meet and greet. And of course, you know, all the people came in and like nobody wanted, to, they didn't know who I was, but everybody went to Gwen Stefani to meet her and I, didn't, I wanted to meet her too. You know? <laughs> at, any, at any rate, um, I just thought to myself, well, Gwen Stefani probably can't neuter a bull. So, you know, I'm still relevant. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> it's interesting that you mention insecurity because it's such a good reminder that that can happen to any of us, no matter how accomplished we are, no matter where we are at in our lives, that can still surface. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in the Tamalpa Runners, I'm still a little insecure. But no. Maybe not now, just because of my age, they don't expect that much of me. But when I joined the Tamalpa Runners, you know how it was. Um they were the like the fastest group of people around the Bay Area for sure, and a lot of them national champions, world champions. And so, when I'd wear a Tamalpa shirt, I think people are think I'm going to think I'm not worthy. That's and, really funny. Yeah. I remember the first time I ever went to a Tamalpa track workout. My aunt and uncle took me when I was living with them, and so I had no choice about whether yeah. or not I went. And I was not really a runner, and I was 14. Actually, I think I was younger. I was probably 12 or 13. And everybody was at least a few decades older than me. And I remember looking around and thinking, oh, well, this shouldn't be too hard. I mean, it's a bunch of old people. I'll have no problem. <laughs> and man, was I humbled that day. Never, ever, ever judge a book by its cover. After I got lapped by the shortest, smallest, oldest lady, she slowed down for me to talk to me for a little bit to ask if I was okay. I know. Yeah. So yeah, it could be a little bit of an intimidating group, but really, really good people. Yeah. We're lucky to have that. So going back to your music career, Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer, we talked a little bit about that being controversial. Um, 
why was it controversial? And you basically left being a veterinarian so that you could perform this song in particular and become a traveling musician. So why was it controversial? And why did you believe in it so much that you actually left veterinary medicine to do this full time? Well, this friend of mine named Randy Brooks wrote it. And uh, I met him in Lake Tahoe. We were playing at the Hyatt there. And he said, well, I have a song that I think would be perfect for you. And so I gave him the guitar and he played it. And I recorded it, you know, just on a little cassette recorder. And then later on, I thought it would be fun to record this song and, you know, just as a gag gift. But uh, when Gene Nelson first played it, a lot of people kept saying, have you heard that song where grandma gets killed at Christmas? And everybody said, no, we want, will you? Well, they'll never play it unless you ask for it. And I believe maybe a lot of disc jockeys said it's the most requested song in history. Not because people liked it, <laughs> but because they wanted to hear a song where grandma gets killed at Christmas. That's horrible. <laughs> I know. And, and like, I mean, I always thought it was just, it was a song that proves there's a Santa Claus, not necessarily that grandma got throttled at Christmas. You know? <laughs> But you left your profession to go into a new profession. So you must have loved the song and loved performing it. I did think, I did believe in it. Yeah. Um, after it was played in 1979, and Gene Nelson played it a few times, and I was excited, and December 26 rolls around, bottom drops out. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing happens in 1980. And I'm and I so I started writing to all the record companies saying I think this song's going to be a hit, and they they would uh, take my letter and put stop right stop sending me this crap and send my <laughs> same letter back. So 1981 rolls around, a few radio stations started taping it from KSFO, and I wasn't. Um, I mean, I was still a veterinarian then, and I didn't know that you could pay disc jockeys to play your song. <laughs> I didn't know about payola or giving them big parties with girls and cocaine and all that oh, stuff. I, I didn't know, know that either. It was, a big, it was a big thing. I mean, that's how you got your music played back in that day. But uh, I mean, I, I wasn't doing anything, but it was one of the few songs, I think, probably one of the last ones where where people calling in and asking for it, uh, you know, made it made a hit out of it. So you because, really won by public demand. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably couldn't do that today. Maybe on the Internet you could do that today. But but back in the day, the record companies, they told the disc jockeys what to play, and that's what they played. And uh, 1983, I... Uh, there was a man, in, a man in Nashville with his wife, just two people that didn't have much money. Yeah. And they said that they could put out 250,000 of them. And like, if they didn't sell them, they had to keep them in their garage. You know, that's the way it worked. Right. And so they did that and they sold all 250,000 right away. And so then I told, you know, I told, which is now Sony Records, Columbia Records, finally said they would take it in 1984. And Michael Jackson was on that uh, label. But for December of 1984, 
uh, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer album and single outsold Michael Jackson's Thriller just for one month. But I knew you were yeah. a legend. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, my goodness. That, that's pretty incredible. That's pretty incredible. Well, if I could call in, I would put in a call for Grandma's Killer Fruitcake which I just found on your YouTube channel. I, it says that it was posted 17 years ago, but I just discovered it myself for the first time. I love that song. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's great to have somebody like another one of my songs. And that one you wrote yourself, right? Yes. That's so great. But since you're most well-known for Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer, would you do us the honors and play a little bit of that song for our listeners? I'll do my best. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, we'll... Have you grabbed your guitar? Yeah. And absolutely. we'll start our Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer. Here you get it. Grandma got run over by a reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing as Santa But as for me and I Beautiful. Thank you so much, Dr. Elmo. That was awesome. That was great. It was really fun. It was so much fun. Yeah. I hope to have you on the show again. I feel yeah. like we have so much more to talk Absolutely. about. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank wow. you. That wraps up this episode of Mindful Movement with Naya. If you'd like to contribute to the show, we'd appreciate your support through Buy Me a Coffee. Link in show notes. If you enjoy the show, please rate, review, subscribe, and share. It takes less than a minute and it really helps us out. If you'd like more mindful movement resources, check out our website at nayapilates.com.